0: And you're doing something that 95% of people just don't get up off their ass and do, which is the millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Wherever you are and however you are, welcome. This is Tony. This is the Surrounded by Ideas Radio Podcast. Great to be back with you. Uh, coming to you from kind of a gloomy day here in Scottsdale, Arizona, Southwestern United States of America. So this week I'm going to talk about happiness and I'm going to talk about it by uh, telling you a little story about a prince from the like the 8th century and some Brazilian poet guy and about a $10 billion a year industry which is actually the self-help industry, the, the happiness industry is what I like to call it. This all came about from two places. First of all, if you have heard me talk before, I have talked ad nauseum about how happiness is a myth, how it's something that's jacking people up big time. I did a paper on the thing. I did a blog. I did a podcast on it a couple years ago, and it is in the book. I put a whole Part of the book in there about this nonsense about happiness. So, you already pretty much know how I stand on that if you followed any of that. But I came across an article, and it was a guy that was writing for the King's College in London. And the title of the article is Humans Aren't Designed to Be Happy, So Stop Trying. And of course, you know, preaching to the choir thing, loved it, started reading it, and I felt compelled after reading that and having such energy behind this to talk about this again, but maybe in a little bit of a different way to give you a new story, a little new twist on stuff. So that's why I'm going to talk about this Prince along the way. Now, in the article, they talk about a number of things, including the happiness industry has created this fantasy that happiness is a goal. Again, it's not, it should not be a goal. And that's the thing that's jacking a lot of people up because Honest to God, even when all of our biological and material needs are met, happiness will be an elusive goal. We may hit a point of happiness, which is a temporary emotional construct. But when we do, what happens? What happens when you reach a goal? When you win the soccer tournament, when you get your A on your paper, when you nail that presentation at work? It's great, right? happy for how long are you the type that allows yourself to be happy for like 10 seconds and then you're like okay what's next do you allow yourself to be happy to the point where you go out and you booze it up a little bit and pull an all-nighter and or are you one of those that kind of ride the high for seven days regardless of how long it goes it doesn't go forever right so that brings me to this little story about this dude his name was Abd al-Rahman the third and a big-time ruler back in around 950 AD. And he actually named himself the Caliph of Cordoba because he ruled kind of in that Cordoba, in that Spain-ish area. So this dude was super powerful, and if you look him up, he was very well-liked, he was very respected, and he did good. He was fair, did a lot of good work for people. And towards the end of his days, he became more philosophical. And in one of his writings, he decided to count the exact number of happy days that he had during his whole life. Now, this is a dude that was like raised in royalty, was a prince, had to fight for his crown. But still, this guy had harems, probably flew first class everywhere. So I'm, I'm assuming that he had the ability to be happy is much or more than any of us here at this point. So he sat down in his older age to count the days and the total number of days that he counted that he was truly happy. Take anybody, any guesses? 14, 14. This guy's an old guy, 14 days where he figured that he was like truly happy. And when he finally wrote that down, He started to realize and started to write about the fact that it's such a temporary, fleeting thing. And he wasted a lot of time pursuing happiness as an end result. A lot of his journeys that he considered not the ones that were very productive overall in the long run were just pursuits of short-term happiness. And after doing the numbers, it kind of bummed him out. So that's why he wrote it down, became kind of a philosopher and wanted to make sure that uh, people don't make the same mistake. Of course, this was back in like 950 AD and it's 2019 now and we're still jacked up. We're still doing the same stuff. Yeah, that's a funny part. I did a podcast a, a few weeks ago about the fact that we have all the information that we need, yet we just don't either see it or we don't follow it, right? It's, this, this shit's been around for a thousand years. <laughs> we're still, we're still like, well, what what can we do to help ourselves? Come on. So, so along those same lines, I was reading through some of this material and I came across this Brazilian poet and his name was Vinicius de Mores. And he had a really good little quote And his quote was happiness is like a feather flying in the air. It flies light but not for very long. And I I think that's huge. You know, sometimes it's the smallest, easiest, dumbest things that stick with you. This sticks with me personally, because it's very visual and you can see a feather flying in the air and you can see it lifting up. It's like Forrest Gump at the very beginning, right? Lifts up, current takes it, flies around a little bit, maybe gets stuck on the side of a building, flies off, but you know what? Eventually it's going to land on your shoe it's going to land it's going to be over the journey will be over and that's and if i think if you can keep that in your mind in regards to what happiness is then that will be huge because again the happy thing it's a human construct do you realize that from a neurological standpoint it's an abstract idea there's no equivalent in actual human experience to happiness it's a construct it's a made up thing in your mind that if this lines up and this lines up and this lines up, then I'll be happy in your mind, in your own mind. Cause you know, people are happy about different stuff, right? Some people are happy by just having a clean glass of water to drink for the day. Some people are happy if they can get a bowl of rice. Some people are happy if they have a box to sleep in, right? So, there's not one thing that's particularly happy. It The one thing is based upon what you think is happy. And the hard part, the crappy part is, is that the more you experience and the more you grow and the more you succeed in life, the more you put the carrot out there, the more you raise your bar to be happy. Do you not? Now, in certain psychological circles, that's called creative tension. And that can be good, and it could be because what that does is it creates a a pulling tension towards more and towards expansion, and that's fine. But the problem is, is that it gets away from us real quick, doesn't it? And then we get disappointed, and then we and then our ex- expectations are way too high on ourselves because we're trying to eat the whole elephant in one bite, and we can't. But we don't know that because the more that we succeed the more that we think we can eat in one bite. But that's not how it works. Expansions always steps at a time, small steps at a time. Now, the thing is, is that if you see in your mind, this situation, it's like diving platforms at the pool and you start out on the low platform and you dive off or you jump off and you kind of get used to that and the height because it's still pretty high. Even if you get on a board, that's just a few feet off the ground. If you're not used to it, it's pretty high. Then when you're used to that, then you can use that leverage and that momentum to go to the next diving platform. And when you go up there, it's going to be a little bit higher, but it's not going to be the 15 feet from the ground. It's going to be the seven feet from the last board. So you move yourself up and that's how it is. It's a layer by layer move up. You You go to your next foundation that you build a little bit higher and a little bit bigger. And then from there, then you can move a little bit higher and a little bit bigger from there. It's not like you move up to a pretty decent sized platform and then you take that and then you want to go a hundred feet higher. That's not how it works. It's too high. It's too intimidating. And you're going to talk yourself out of it. How many times does that happen? Now, the problem is a lot of times people don't realize that they're doing this to themselves Until they get to the point where they self-sabotage and they stop their progress cold. And a lot of times the progress being stopped is because of the fact that you're seeing that really, really high platform, like 100 feet high, instead of seeing the next one right above you as part of the process. And that's where the happiness thing can really screw you up. Because here in the states, the pursuit of happiness, right? It's in there. We are fed happiness being an objective by pretty much everybody out there that wants to sell us something, right? I mean everybody, food, perfume, clothes, about being accepted, about being sexy, about being trendy, about being happy because because when you when you have those things, you feel happy about yourself. You you think that other people feel happy because or attracted to you. That's that that creates that happiness construct. It has it completely jacked us up. Because we were created instinctually just to survive and procreate. To live and hump, basically. That's what I mean, because we're animals. I mean, let's just face it. And that stuff still exists within us. There's no way around it. We still have those, those prehistoric caveman woman instincts. It's in, they're in the amygdala, in the limbic system, in the back, in the little first reptile brain part of our mind. We still have it. Everybody does. And we have to fight that all the time. So I would suggest this again. <laughs> And if you've heard this before, maybe it's just better. You know, sometimes it takes, statistically, they have said that it takes nine times to hear something in order for it to sink in. That's like a legit psychological research fact. Like nine times. That's why politicians always repeat themselves to get you to believe what they're saying, even though it's a bunch of crap. It's not about happiness. It's about fulfillment. Fulfillment is the objective. And what does fulfillment include? Everything. Fulfillment includes the journey. Fulfillment includes the falling down and the scraping your knee. Fulfillment includes the getting up. Fulfillment includes the hard days and the long nights. Fulfillment includes the feeling sick, being sick, caring for the sick. Fulfillment includes everything because you know why? All that stuff fuels your growth, your evolution, your fulfillment. And... When you focus on fulfillment, you accept the fact it's going to be messy. I call it messy success. If you've done any research at all on anybody who's been very successful, it's a messy process. Why do you think that it should be not messy for you? Why do you think it should be a straight line for you? Why do you think you should always feel psyched, always feel pumped, always feel inspired to to do these great things? Do you know how long it took me to sit down and do this damn thing today? I have no inspiration at all. Couldn't two cups of coffee, like big old cups of coffee later. I'm sitting down here because today just wasn't an inspiring day for me. But the thing is, is that even Stephen King, one of the greatest authors of all time said, you know what you do? You just sit down and you write." The dude just sits down and writes most days, not inspired. And look at the brilliance that comes out. I do this, do a quick test. Not inspired, feel like shit, sit down and just start writing something journal-wise. I guarantee you by a page and a half in, something's going to come out where you're going to go, oh, interesting, or whoa, it's pretty good. Or you're going to get a thought and you're going to take that to the next level. That's the point. That's fulfillment and not happiness. If the happiness thing is a requirement for you, if that feeling is for you, if the, if all the pheromones that, that are created through certain uh, positive stimuli are coursing through your veins and then you see things in your mind because all you remember you have certain things that need to line up for you to feel happy. And I, yeah, I'm using air quotes on that. If that does happen, how many times does that happen? I mean, can that happen all the time? No. So you won't progress if that is a qualification for you doing anything. You will only progress if your qualification for doing anything is understanding that you're doing something for yourself. You're doing something for other people. You're doing something that's going to benefit everybody involved and you're doing something that 95% of people just don't get up off their ass and do, which is doing something when you're not inspired, doing something when you don't feel great. Doing something when you know for a fact that the next step isn't a gratification step. It may be even harder than the step that you're on because you're getting it's like going to a public speaking class, which is not easy for somebody who wants to do public speaking. But guess what the next step is? Public speaking. It's not easier. But you know that that's the way you are going to influence. That's the way you're going to share. That's the way you are going to live out the life that you want to live. Whole point, fulfillment, not happiness. So my call to action is ask yourself again. Most of the, most of my, my call to actions are you doing self inventory because that's where we're at here. And you're a big enough boy or girl to, to be able to do that, to take the responsibility upon yourself. To ask yourself some good, serious, deep questions. And this is what I would like, like to ask you. Where is your happiness expectation level? Sit down and write down or think to yourself, what things do you, what three or four or five things do you need to happen to be in order for you to feel happy? And then take a look at, at why that's such a restrictive thing. And how many times does that line up exactly like that? What would it look like if you shifted your expectation to fulfillment? What would it look like if you accepted the fact that you were going to go into something and not be great at it? What if you look at it like you're going to do something that's going to make you feel a little uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable public speaking? But can you see the big picture there? Can you see the reasons why you want to do that damn thing in the first place? Why the thought of doing that is important to you because you have something to say. And it's going to be rough to get to that point. And even when you start speaking, not going to be great. Maybe you'd be a little clunky. It's okay. That's the whole, the whole point is understanding that the journey is not all happy. The journey is not all positive. The journey, the fulfillment of everything includes the whole soup, the whole salad, Every part, good and the bad, or the positive, negative, or however you want to spin it. That's the show. Hope things are good. Remember, you can go to javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. The uh, Shrana Buddy It's book is out on Amazon. And you can get a hold of me at tony at javabud.com. J-A-V-A-B-U-D. If you listen to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, the rate and review is a pretty cool thing. It just, it helps the whole podcast thing. And if you don't want to, nah, you know, whatever, don't, don't do it. But uh, again, uh, have a great week and I will talk to you later.